You are listening to The Scope, Phelps Health Podcast, Episode 17. Today, we're discussing COVID-19 updates. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. I'm your host, Paige Heifetz. The Scope Podcast is produced on a regular basis and can be found by visiting phelpshealth.org. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your SoundCloud stream or subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. All links can also be found in the show notes. Now let's get into our show. Today, our guest is Ed Clayton, President and CEO of Phelps Health. Today, we're going to be discussing COVID-19 updates, which again is top of everybody's mind. So Ed, we're just going to go ahead and dive in with our questions. Sure. So Phelps Health has recently um, made the decision to roll back some of our restrictions, which were reopened back in June. Can you provide insight into why that decision was made? Well, sure. Back back uh, when we loosened up some of those restrictions, it was because of what was going on uh, in our community, mm-hmm. the amount of of COVID spread that was going on and what was happening with our own internal operations. And over the past several weeks, what we've seen is, first of all, uh, even though we're testing more people, mm-hmm. we're also seeing a much higher rate of positives. And so back in June, it was about 1% of all the patients we tested had a positive result from COVID. Today, that number is up actually at 11.3% over the last two weeks. And so no matter what benchmark you use, that gets you into an area where you start to become concerned about what's going on uh, in terms of COVID spread in the community. So that, that was a trigger for us. Also, we've had a few employees that have tested positive. Uh, that has been a trigger as well. And also we've had, uh, over the last few weeks, patients admitted for COVID, which we hadn't had really up until, again, the last few weeks, mm-hmm. and uh, very sick people. And so just that entire, uh, entire body of information, plus what's going on throughout the state, led us to decide, you know what, to continue to have a safe environment for our patients and our employees and to create a safe environment in our communities that we needed to roll back some of those restrictions. So is this something that is more of a proactive measure at this point or should we be concerned as a community? Well, I would say uh, both. I mean, I think, uh, I, I, I do think it's proactive because anytime you can put some of these measures in to, to stop the spread, that's very positive. We've been talking about that since March, uh, whether it's social distancing, whether it's hand hygiene, all those things, mask wearing, all those things are intended to stop the spread. But also, you know, the the the, uh, the community spread, what we're seeing in the community and that positive rate are certainly things to take note of. Absolutely, so you mentioned community spread. Can you explain what that is for our audience? Sure, uh, community spread has to do with, uh, really, just what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. It, inside our community, people are passing the virus back and forth to each other. A lot of times, if you went back to what was going on in May and June, we had people traveling outside the area and contracting COVID outside the area. Um, but we're starting to see more of it just in inside our community, passing back and forth to uh, people we deal with on a daily basis or uh, you know people we have interactions with on our day-to-day basis. So that, when we talk about community spread, that's that's what we're talking about. It's more, uh, it, it's not the exception. It's starting to, we're starting it's to see more localized. It more localized, yep. So what restrictions have been rolled back into place that our community should know about? Sure, there's, there's three things that we've focused on right now. The first that's most impactful to the community is our visitor restrictions. Mm-hmm. And so um, we, we rolled them back kind of to where they were in April, where we were limiting visitors into, the, into our mm-hmm. organization. Of course, patients are always welcome. But with a few exceptions, we're, we're trying to prevent the number of visitors coming into the buildings. Again, that's to pre- prevent unnecessary interactions. Uh, some of those those exceptions happen to be uh, 
or pediatric patients, uh, certainly an adult guardian or adult uh, that is going to be with that patient is, is appropriate. Um, in end-of-life situations, um, it's appropriate to have someone uh, there as well. So, but, but again, the goal is, is how do we eliminate unnecessary interactions and, and, and keep people safe. So with these restrictions that have been rolled into place, what else are we also doing? So a couple other things. We, you know, early on, we completely eliminated uh, meetings within the organization. Uh, we've loosened that up over, over the past several months as again, our environment uh, indicated there wasn't a lot of community spread. Now that we're seeing that again, we have gone back to uh, uh, trying to minimize the number of in-person meetings we have within the organization. So um, we're, we are once again becoming uh, big users of Zoom, like a lot of other, uh, you know, uh, a lot of places have nationally. Um, again, just to try to minimize unnecessary interactions, which uh, could potentially spread COVID. The other thing we've done as an organization, uh, we had loosened for some of our employees that were in work areas where they could socially distance. Mm -hmm. We had uh, loosened the requirement for them to wear masks in those situations. And uh, just because of what's going on with community spread, uh, we felt it was necessary to go back and to ensure that uh, all employees, uh, regardless of whether they're social, you know, they have social distancing in the organization or not, are wearing masks. So um, even if we were six feet apart or more than six feet apart in our organization, they, we would still be required to, to mask just the extra level of, of safety uh, to make sure that we're not spreading COVID to uh, our coworkers or, or our patients. Absolutely. Is it still safe to visit Phelps Health at this time? Should we yeah. still go to our appointments? Yeah, we absolutely. And in fact, we're doing this to, to maintain the safety. Mm -hmm. Certainly, these, re these restrictions that we have in place are absolutely intended to keep our patients safe. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we've been talking about we're safe, we're open, and, and we're ready to serve you, and, and those things still all apply. Yeah, they remain true, correct? Yeah. Yep. How long will our visitor policy last? Do we foresee this into the fall? My approach with this is to kind of look at it in two-week blocks. Okay. And so I gave you this that positive rate at 11.3%, which is above where we'd like to see it in the community. And um, we'll be monitoring that on a two-week basis, and we'll make decisions off of that. So, you know, we're, we're in late August now. I, I believe this will go into September. Uh, we'll have to see what's going on in the community and, and our, in our surrounding communities as we get towards the end of September and October. And we may find that we can, again, loosen up things, or we may find we have to be more restrictive. We're going to let kind of the situation dictate what we do. Absolutely. And you've mentioned this before, multiple podcasts and interviews and memos. This continues to be a very fluid situation. So I think the, the two-week time frame that you continue to preach, and you've preached this since March, is a great time frame because we just don't know what's going to happen on a week-to-week -week basis. Yeah. Um, so the next question I have is, what steps can patients take who have an appointment? What can they do to protect themselves whenever they come to Phelps Health for an appointment? Uh, first of all, uh, you don't need to come early. Mm -hmm. Show up at your appointment on time. Uh, follow all the basics, so the proper uh, hygiene. Uh, when you show up to our building, you'll be screened. Uh, and, and once you're past that screening point, uh, do the basics. Maintain social distancing and, and mask wearing, which we require in our facilities. So uh, doing those things will protect you uh, and protect those around you. So you mentioned masks, and a lot of people will notice on our last few podcasts, we've all been wearing masks to protect ourselves whenever we're interacting together and we're closer than six feet in distance. 
why are we such big proponents of wearing masks at Folk South? Well, at the end of the day, what, what we know, and there's a lot of unknowns about COVID. Of course. Uh, but, but what we at least have strong belief in is that uh, the, the number one way it's transmitted is through uh, respiratory droplets. And if you maintain a six feet distance, uh, the odds of those respiratory droplets getting to uh, someone else is minimized. Uh, the mask, when you're closer than six feet, helps prevent that transmission. And so uh, we believe it's one, outside of complete social distancing, it's one of the best ways to prevent transmission. Absolutely. And even in our exam rooms for patients, we're requiring them to now wear masks to not only protect the physician or the nurses, but really to protect themselves, correct? To make sure, yeah, our, our employees, our physicians, and our patients when they come to our organization for services that they're as safe as possible. And something else that we implemented, you know, a couple of months back are screening stations. Why are our screening stations so important as well during this time? Uh, really what those serve as is a, a first barrier to make mm -hmm. sure that the, if there's the potential for someone coming to the organization with COVID that we've at least tried to identify that early on and maybe prevent that person from continuing on into the organization and creating unnecessary uh, interactions. The, the good news with the screening stations, when, they, when we do screen somebody and find them, uh, we're able to redirect them to our respiratory screening area where they can be, uh, can be seen appropriately mm -hmm. and, and safely. And, and, and so that's why we have those in place. It's really just to continue to, to make sure that everyone that's inside our buildings continues to be in as safe a position as possible. Yeah, I think I go back to we are always open, safe, and ready to care for you, whatever your needs are. It may look a little bit different. Right. You may have to go through triage and then go through a screening station, but we're still here for you at the end of the day, which is awesome. So speaking of services, will our services continue like normal for Phelps Health? I know we're pretty close to capacity right now, what we were before COVID. Hit. Yeah, so, so right now, I mean, that's the good news. It, you know, uh, and, and it's well publicized mm -hmm. in, in March, April, and May, uh, we, we had a significant restriction in the services that we were providing there. Uh, it wasn't because of our desire to see patients. It was because of uh, the shortage nationally and mm -hmm. personal protective equipment and, and certain supplies. And so we had to really, uh, for the safety of everybody, restrict the services that we were providing. Uh, today, we, we have plenty of that supply. And, and so we don't anticipate at this point having to restrict for those reasons. So uh, our, our short-term and long-term goal is we're continuing to see every patient in a timely manner and making sure they get the services they need when they need it. You know, with a rise in cases, do you anticipate that we're going to run short on PPE or are we good to go? You know, uh, never say never. Um, yeah, knock on but, wood. But, but one of the, the lessons that Phelps Health, along with you know, uh, most organizations in the healthcare industry learned is you need to maintain an appropriate supply uh, because you don't know what's going to happen to that supply chain. And so one of the things we spent uh, March, April, and May doing is making sure we inventory plenty of supply so that if there is, again, a disruption in that supply chain, uh, we can go a long period of time caring for patients uh, with the supplies we have in a safe manner. So will Phelps Health, as we continue to test more people, can we share that information about who tests positive and where they're from? And if we can't share, why, why don't we share that information? So, on so, yeah, so we, we have limited ability to share that information. Our, our, you know, what we do as Phelps Health is, is we provide the testing service. What our local health department does is provide information to the community on uh, the spread within the community. Mm -hmm. Uh, they, they do the contact tracing to identify if there's potential exposures and things like that. So one of the things we've learned as part of that is what's our role, what's the health department's role, 
And uh, we certainly look to them to be the experts on making sure the community understands uh, the transmission that's going on within the community. Yeah, definitely. I think it's for sure been a, a team effort between us and the health department to disseminate that information and figure out how we can work together to make sure that the community stays safe. Absolutely. Um, so something that I always really love to hit on because I think Phelps Health, personally from an employee standpoint, has done a phenomenal job taking care of its employees. So Phelps Health still has been able to avoid furloughing any of its employees. So why is that and will that continue? Uh, again, there's no guarantees yes. into the future, but uh, you know, it was uh, the, the reason we were able to do that is, is first of all, we've we for years. I've been here 19 years, mm -hmm. and, and for years we have been um, reinvesting in the organization, uh, but also you could say saving for a rainy day, uh, making sure we had appropriate reserves. So if there was ever a disruption in uh, dollars coming to the organization, that we could withstand something like that. And so uh, where a lot of other organizations either don't have that foresight or don't have that capacity. We were in a fortunate situation when this hit that we could withstand a little bit of time where we could continue to pay our employees, uh, making sure that they had uh, work that they could be doing if, if they were choosing to do so and, and not have to furlough. And so uh, we are very unique in, in terms of healthcare systems and what's going on with that. Um, and, and we've been very fortunate. And I, I think that's why we've been able to bring our services back so quickly that those employees were here and when the patients return, they were ready to serve. Absolutely, I completely agree. So, you know, we're nearing the end of our show, but I wanna give you an opportunity to share any final thoughts you have regarding the COVID-19 situation as it continues to be so fluid. Yeah, um, again, there, there's so much unknown. Uh, continue to do the basics, social distancing, mask wearing, hand hygiene, uh, making sure that you avoid uh, large gatherings. All those things we've been talking about for months still apply and so just encourage everybody out there to continue to continue to follow the basics thanks so much for listening to the scope today we've been speaking with ed clayton president and ceo of phelps health if you liked our show and want to know more check out phelpshealth.org